maybe me and Gal could fight. You'd have to cut a bit of weight, I think, to get down. Yeah, man. It's weird how much he hates you. Uh, I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Hurt Business Radio. We have been away a little too long, but we're back here to talk some boxing. And I'm joined by the classy one, Ben Damon. Hey, Mickey, you didn't even introduce yourself, mate. People will definitely yeah. have forgotten who you are because uh, um, I have. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long, long time. We haven't been doing this show since, I don't know, do you have a date on when the last one was? Uh, no. I, I might have one handy. It was um, it was before our co-host, Jade Mitchell, went back to being a full-time morbidly obese concreter. Ah, okay. <laughs> I probably just, I think I just hit obese this time, not morbidly. Oh, that's good. We were close, we were close. Hello, Jade. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm just... um festively plump or overweight at the moment <laughs> where it's coming down it's coming down I'm, I'm loving life mate i'm uh, finally a full-time athlete again so i um hopefully we'll have some fight news soon and um can get on with it yep and what have you been doing mickey um well i've been in melbourne so i've spent a lot of the last 12 months in lockdown but been awesome. plugging away working yep um, you uh, created fighting words last week for um, the big uh, Justice Hooney Paul Gallen fight, which uh, went very well online. Uh, uh, and I guess that's what we're probably going to talk about uh, for the bulk of this episode. A, a huge show that we um, we saw on Wednesday night just gone. Yeah, yeah. How was the atmosphere there, Ben? It was a shame I couldn't come out there this time. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was very good. The feedback from um, from everyone who was at the venue um, has been really, really positive about how good it was. I know I had a few mates uh, just uh, in the seats having a watch, and um, they really enjoyed it. They were good fights, um, lots yeah. of stoppages as well, and really exciting. And I think people sort of picked who they wanted to go for in in a lot of the fights as well. And then, of course, the um, incredible toughness that we saw from the Paul uh, from Paul Gallen. And um, the amazing boxing display that we saw from uh, our Aussie heavyweight champion Justice Hooney. So, yeah, the feedback on the on the night has been really, really good, and the the coverage seemed to get a good reaction as well. It's um, done very well in terms of pay per view, and um, a lot of pubs, seemingly every pub, um, at least in uh, Queensland and New South Wales, uh, had it on. So, yeah, it's um, it, it's been very, very positive. What did you think of the fight, Jay? And I absolutely loved it. It just in in recent memory, there's there's been no every every card that's been on Fox lately has just been great. It's been absolutely stacked um, because of the position we're in. The guys who really want to fight and they'll fight each other are fighting, and uh, we're getting getting some really great um, really great shows because of that. So that's it's a little silver lining, but um, but just in general, the the shows that. Um, DNL, they put that on the other night, and the shows that No Limit have been putting on are just second to none. It's the best boxing we've ever had in Australia on live TV. So, just excited. I, I want in on it. So, hopefully, we'll be back in there soon. But um, yeah, the, the production, everything. Um, just to, oh, I'll, I'll pump your ties up, Mickey and and Ben's. Like the production of of the shows and all the content in the lead up was just awesome. There. The press conferences, everything. It, it's just got that big fight feeling. And um, it really feels like with DNL and No Limit, we have two legit boxing promotions in the, in, in the country now. Like it's it's just exciting. It's just, um, 
exactly what I said, that big fight feeling. It's- it, it, it does feel like you mentioned, Jade, like because we're essentially isolated with the pandemic um, to, to an extent anyway. There's some fighters uh, still traveling, um, but a lot of people are, are stuck here. It feels like people um, are much more inclined to fight each other. Does that um, Has that gone through to the super middleweight division, do you think? Well, absolutely. We'll find out soon. I've um, I've already agreed to. Have a, oh, mate, I'm I'm happy to fight everyone and anyone. I want all the smoke, but um, <laughs> also, man, I want to look. I'm I'm one of the older guys in the super middleweight division. Thirty five years old. But, You're 35. Uh, I'm thirty five, mate. I, Jeez, yeah, you only look forty. Yeah, don't look a day over forty. <laughs> all the um, all the beer and concreting. <laughs> but um, now, look, I I just want to be in the fights that people remember. I've harped on for so long about the Zach Dunn fight, and hopefully now. Do you, Do you think though that it's more chance? Uh, of course, Zach was meant to go off and fight for an IBO belt um, in a fight that was knocked over due to the pandemic. I think that opponent's had a different fight uh, since Ron Murdoch's another one. I think he um yeah. he he half called you out. So he did, um, he did, and I'm online. more than more than happy for for that fight to take place. He's got to get, he's taking care. Of you think there's a bigger chance of those now, though? Me and Rowan, absolutely. And I think there's always been a bigger chance of me and Rowan fighting each other because, well, to be honest, we seem like the only two with big enough balls to fight each other. Like it's it's over the past few years, everyone's skirted around each other, and. Um, and now in the position we're in, it's like it just makes perfect sense. We've got the platform there. Let's do it. But the the big four in the super middleweight division for the past five-plus uh, five years has been Rowan, Zach, Bilal, and myself. And now we should be able to make these happen. You've even got Sakia Bicker. You don't rate Sakia Bicker. No. Not a fan. Hey, 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 hey. I'll, I'll literally, you can't I'll just bring him. I'll just, and Sakia Bicker, he would, that would be an absolute dream come true. I'd love to fight Sakia. And that's not from a place of of like it doesn't come from anywhere but respect for the man he scares the hell out of me um he doesn't like you either He's really, <laughs> he is not a fan is, some some days he just rings angry and he just goes jade mitchell and you're like what what's he done he's just he's just not a fan i don't know what did you do to him you you had him in town for sparring i did did you treat him poorly I had him in town for sparring for the Yardi fight no I treated him great we had a we had a grand old time down here where he punched me up every day and it was, it was good fun. Yeah, but, punch in the legs, yeah. knee, <laughs> headbutts, all the good stuff. He loves that stuff. He does, mate. He even told me he was going to do it. He told me, he goes, "You with people who move around like you, I'll uh, hit you in the legs, I'll hit you low, I'll throw you down. And I'm like, okay, well, we're just sparring. And then on the last day, he, he hit me low. I'm like, you motherfucker, you meant that. He's like, no, brother, no, brother. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm like, you did mean that. And then I start moving around again, clean set of heels, crack, I get hit in the nuts. I'm like, Jesus, you fucking you meant that, didn't you, mate? He, he's a wild man. He's a fighter. Yeah. He's fought everyone. He has the respect of the boxing world. And um, like I said, Sakyo scares me. And that 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 excites me. I, I, love, I love a fight like that. You sign the contract and you know – you know what you're in for. The next day you wake up and you go, fuck, God, yeah, it's time to put in the work for that boy. Here we go. Like that, that excites me to fight like that. So Sakio, I would absolutely love to fight. And I think it makes sense. I'm, I, according to BoxRec, I'm the top super middleweight in the country still. Um, and Sakio is an absolute legend. I love that fight. 
But yeah, um, yeah so we'll see. But I, I am keen and um, and hopefully moving forward, be working with No Limit. So hopefully we get that done soon. Um, and I'm just excited, mate. They they put the biggest and the best shows on. What Matt Rose has done for Australian boxing, Matt, George Rose, what they've done is awesome. And I'm so glad that I, I now get the opportunity to be a part of this. So it's, yep. yeah. Right. Good. Balls and Sakura's caught. Yeah. Well, he hates Jade Mitchell, so <laughs> it makes sense. I don't know if it gets to the ring, though. He might just cold you at the weigh-in. Punch me in the legs at the weigh-in. Yeah. He's just yeah. Well, at least at the face-off. <laughs> Andre Mikhailovich. Yeah. 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 Um, that was uh, back to that show on Wednesday night. Yeah, that was... Um, that was a fight I was really looking forward to. Um, Andre Mikhailovich, who's a fantastic character with a really interesting story, and Alex Hannon, um, and it didn't disappoint. It was um, only a couple of rounds, uh, but it was uh, it was very, very entertaining. Yeah, like they both took shots, and then um, Mikhailovich has landed that left, and then that was just the end. Yeah, yeah, he had a very nice left hook, and that is his punch, uh, having watched a few of his fights. Um, he caught... Hannon early. Hannon hit him back with a, a couple of really nice right hands and did buzz him in the first round. But then, um, yeah, he came back and uh, and got rid of him with two massive uh, left hooks. And I see that it's all gone viral as well um, uh, after what Alex Hannon did, uh, not only at the press conference, but then he had the um, the pretend gun, <laughs> made his fingers yeah, into yeah. a gun at the weigh-in. Yeah, that was in bad taste. Yeah, oh, and then whacked him at the touching of gloves in the yeah. guts. Um, and yeah. then he got himself um, stopped. So it uh, inevitably has gone viral. I think both boys kind of looked terrible at the initial press conference, and it's, it's exciting. They both, <laughs> yeah. they both didn't like each other, but um, I the don't best know. bit though, hosting that, they just came across as absolute bogans, <laughs> even though they're Kiwis. So, well, I've got no idea what a Kiwi bogan is, but that's what those boys were at the uh, at the presser. It was fun. It was hard hosting that because there was so much swearing and that's going live on television um, and it's live on Fox Sports News. So there's like a news um, code around language. So if it's too much, they will just pull it and and take it off. And it's also live. I do the live feed. Sorry. Yes, they would. If it it gets too far and gee, they must've been close with that one. Um, Well, well, it's not like it's, it's not like it's a, um, it's not like it's an ideal time for the kids to be watching TV, a press conference screen in the background while mum and dad are at home. Yeah. What time was the press conference? Like midday? Midday or so, yeah. yeah hardly ever any young children around then. So <laughs> fine. Yeah, uh, and feeling- Mikhailovich did pull up Alex Hannon on his language at some point and then he dropped an F-bomb straight afterwards yeah. himself. So that was nice. And then he swore in the in the ring in the interview as well a couple of times. Yeah. So. yeah. So did Gallon though, but that, that, that was like... Yeah, it was nice. It was, it was, you know, you could feel for him at that point with all those body shots and ribs. And yeah, he earns an f bomb. So yeah, gallon swing was endearing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, um, he did have a busted rib. Um, Jade, have you ever had to fight through a, a busted rib? Uh, bruised ribs, and no, not a busted rib. Not yep. is it busted or fractured? Well, I don't know what he – is it cartilage or is it an actual rib? I don't think he ever knows. I have done rib cartilage and that hurts. Yep. Like, ah. Yeah, I've broken ribs. That was spelt with a PH. 
to the listeners. <laughs> I think we're allowed to here. Um, yeah. yeah, I've broken ribs back playing footy and stuff, and it's incredibly painful. So mm. he did well just to be able to to throw any shots. Uh, and and it, admittedly, he was getting hit with a lot more than he was throwing, but um, it, it, just to be able to get through the rounds and even getting back up in the corner after you've had a seat, it must have uh, taken an incredible will. On Sporting News, I saw like one of the interviews that they did of Gallon later on in the night, and you could hear him in his voice just like almost struggling to talk. So I think by the time all the adrenaline wore off, I think you could really feel it because it was, it was hard to watch hearing him almost struggle to get the words out. Yeah, I saw him in the dressing room afterwards, and he'd cooled down, obviously, and he was so stiff. He could hardly sort of move around. You can imagine, um, yeah, he wasn't going to be doing much over the uh, next few days and just messaged with him yesterday, and he was in a lot of pain. So, um, yeah, he's certainly done himself um, some damage, uh, no doubt about that. And it was just a furious body assault from Justice Hooney, and I think we knew he was going to do that after what he had done in his what was essentially a warm-up fight against Christian Zoy where he targeted the body and he counter-punched to the body a lot and he, yeah. he seemed to um, go out there with that same sort of a plan and he didn't really hide it either. He, he told us straight after that Zoy fight, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to punch yeah. him to the guts. Yeah. yeah. Every time he was landing shots, especially in the second half of the fight, you could see it was hurting Gallen. Like, they were, they were brutal shots. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they really were. Um, I, I guess, like, the, the performance from Justice Hooney is incredible. He's had only five professional fights. He's a freakish athlete. He's got an enormous future. Um, people all want to say that he doesn't have the power to succeed um, on the world stage. I, I think that he needs to be given some time yeah. and at least needs to finish his amateur Olympics. boxing career yeah. um, before we can judge him uh, on his power because... He's saying he's not sitting down on his shots. And, yeah, fair enough. Uh, people say, yeah, you either have it or you don't. And I and I completely understand that. But I, I think we need to give him a little bit of time. Um, he's just had his first headline performance on pay-per-view in his fifth yeah. pro fight. He won the Australian heavyweight title in his first. Yeah, there's a lot of expectation. But I think it comes when you're that good. So maybe um, we could just chill out. Uh, Jade, Jade. As a menacing puncher yourself, Jade, <laughs> um, what do you think about his trajectory? Yeah, Matt, look, as a menacing puncher. Um, look, the thing is, I love that Honey actually addressed that. Justice said, he goes, look, we've got to win the gold at the Olympics first and then, then I'll sit down on my punches and everything. Can't change my style like just yet because his main, his main goal is Olympics. And um, it's... It honestly is two different sports. It's two different sports, and the amateur pedigree is great um, for when you when you turn pro, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a great pro. Honey, on the other hand, is just he's he's an amazing boxer. Like he's just freakishly freakishly talented. He's so fast. He's in. He's out. And you wait when he does finish when he does finish his Olympic campaign, and hopefully our boy wins a gold medal. He starts sitting down his shots because he's just so explosive, and that explosiveness is what is where the power is. And all these people saying he can't punch, like he still stopped Gallon. Christian Soy's never been down. Um, so when he does when he does change his style up a bit, and not necessarily he's going to change his style up, he just sit on those shots a bit more. He's he's going to be powerful. It's 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 two totally different sports. 
Imagine how big a star he's going to be in Australian sport if he wins a gold medal or a medal at the Olympic Games. And then if he comes back and say if they do do the rematch, um, then he beats Paul Gallen a second time. Like He'll be one of the biggest names in Australian sport, maybe the biggest name in Australian sport, if he were to do that, um, win a gold medal and come back and, and headline another pay-per-view. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's amazing what's happened with his career so far. And um, I think all of us in Australian boxing have to be hoping, and I know there's a fair bit of jealousy around justice and, and what he's done, but for the sport and for where we're going and where we want to go, um, we have to be, desperately wanting him to succeed at those Olympic Games. Oh. Has it ever happened before where someone's headlined a pay-per-view before going to the Olympics? Uh, maybe in um, – well, it could have happened ahead of Rio um, yeah, because uh, there were pros who went yeah. over there. Maybe the um, – I don't know. Has the, the Kazakh who's favoured to win the gold medal at super heavyweight, he may – have headlined his own shows. I don't know if they're pay-per-view in in Kazakhstan or or through um, Eastern Europe. I'm not sure. Mm, Okay. Very interesting to know. I I would, I should imagine that, um, I should imagine that he's the only one to have done it on the stage that he's just done it. That was, it's pretty impressive. And and you're right. If he does win the gold medal after the wins, he's just had and the the publicity that he's getting now, he's going to be a superstar. And, He's handling himself really good in the media now too. He um, first time I met, first time I met uh, Justice. He doesn't like you either. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Weird. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe he just didn't like me, but he was extremely shy. Like he's just this massive kid who barely yeah. heard or looked in the eye. Apparently, he hates me. Um, no, but no, you listen to him now in in his interviews and everything. Like over the, you've watched the progression of him since his professional yeah. now. Oh, he was dreadful. Yeah, he was dreadful early on. But Whoa. um, I hate you. you now. <laughs> yeah, he have a listen to if you haven't already the podcast I did with him yeah. uh, on the main event boxing podcast a couple of weeks ago. He was so good. Yeah, so good. It was so fascinating to see him like that. I, I've rarely been that excited by a podcast that I've put out. I was just like, oh wow, we've um, we've got to the bottom of this bloke, and he came out of it feeling so good about it all, and he got it. He was like, oh right, that's that's how it works. And yeah, fair enough. He was um, he was hammered at times by Paul Gallen in the build up to, yeah. to that but, fight. But you're dealing with someone who's been doing it for twenty yeah. years and who's very, very good at it, and who is better at it in boxing than he ever was in rugby league. He's um, he's so good in the media, um, Paul Gallen, and he sold that fight so well. Um, Justice will have learnt a, a, a lot, but he's on his way. I reckon even Gallen, but he probably felt he crossed a line when he went after when he went after Rocky or the Olympics. When we were getting, we were coming down from the stage after that press conference, and he said to me, "Do you think I went a bit far with the dad?" And I said, "Yeah, I think you did, actually, because that, yeah, that was harsh. Like, oh, geez." But then showing the class of of Gal, even in the pain that he was in after being stopped, he went over and shook hands with Rocky and the rest of the team. So, um, yeah, I think that was that was all selling the fight. But gee, it was a it was nasty. I think, I think, but real real fighters. He said the same thing about Lenifer, actually. Well, um, yeah, Lenifer is vicariously living through me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hates Lenifer, Paul Gallen. Don't know, don't know why. Hates Lenifer. I don't know. We're just everyone's seems to really hate it. Yeah, he's just polarized. Yeah, just polarized. <laughs> just, just awful people, and it's <laughs> rightfully so. 
Um, yeah, but I think none of that gets gets to you. It's none of that's getting to justice at all. Um, I think he understands it. Paul's just trying to get under his skin. Paul's trying to sell a fight. Um, it probably would have felt nice beating him up over 10 rounds, but at the end of the day, you're going to jump in there and fight each other anyway. So say whatever the hell you want. And I always find that it's, it's, the, it's the fans and the people who aren't the actual fighters who take the most offense to all that stuff. Like, yeah. You can say anything to me. Some of the some of the I've only had one or two opponents who have talked shit about me um, in the lead up, and all of my all of my friends, family, and boxing fans who are on my side absolutely just were absolutely filthy on it. Was, yeah. Well, and the other thing though, most of your opponents have been Hungarian, so <laughs> we couldn't understand anything they said anyway. <laughs> oh my god. I've missed you so much. Then. I've missed this. I've missed this. Oh, I've fought more Australians than any other person in my division in Australia, and will continue to do so. I just, I just can't believe that I'm oh, sitting number eight in the world, and the person who beat me is originally from Hungary. But fuck. I've just got. I don't have a leg to stand on. I'm just going to have to do better when I come back. That's all. That's all, and I will. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mickey, what else um, from Wednesday night? Well, Isaac Hardman um, looked very good, especially yeah. when he took his pants off. Oh, oh what the fuck was that? that? What was that? That was awesome. That was People a, remember that shit was like a- that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bizarre moment. It was. Now, nah, good. He's a great character, Isaac Hardman. I was with. Um, <laughs> I was with Jeff Fennick and Brock Jarvis last night, and they were both saying that that's his best win because he showed that he's got a chin. Um, and, yeah, I thought Emmanuel Carlos was really good early in that fight. I, mm. I thought he did some really good things. And he, he hit fast hands. Yeah, really fast hands. But probably the um, the big break that he's had and um, a, a bit of time out of the gym that they said he'd had as well didn't help him because, um, yeah, he, he hit um, Isaac with some really good shots but then just couldn't keep it up. And, and yeah. Isaac is um, is very powerful. E-Man did say after the, after the fight, I saw an interview he did, and he said that he had the best camp he's ever had. He's got no excuses. Um, he he trained trained really hard for this and been training for however many like a a long a long period of time thinking that this fight was going to eventually happen. He took nothing away from Hardman after the fight. I think the big thing was, and E Man can come back a better fighter after this because, truth be told, um, the the level of competition that E Man had faced in the lead up to this. Um, his toughest fights were probably Wade Ryan and Wes Kappa. Um, yep. Those guys, they're good, good domestic level fighters. But Hardman, Hardman's the real deal. And when he when he hits you, you stay hit. Now, E Man has got God given reflexes. He's extremely nice to watch in their boxing. But he is. The biggest, yeah, he's the great. To problem watch. for E Man is he's gotten away with his hand speed and his reflex. Um, he he will wait for a receipt, so he will engage you. And once he was once he was landing those big shots on on Hardman, and he it's, he was looking great. While he's doing it, I'm watching his head stationary, and I'm you're getting away with what you're doing right now because you've always gotten away with it with the opposition you've faced. You weren't moving your head, and you stayed in there too long. Now in boxing, especially at a high level, when Isaac's a puncher, you've got to be selfish. 
you cannot give them the opportunity to tee off back on you. You have to touch. You have to not be there. You have to throw feints. You've just got to change all the time because there's so much consequence there. If you try and if you try and meet a fighter like that and and trade hands with them, you're going to get clipped. You've got to be selfish. And E-Man can learn from this and he can get a lot better from this. Um, I believe this might be the turning point of his career where he'll address a few things, but that's what I saw in E-Man because I see an incredibly talented fighter who has a few small flaws that if he changes them, he's world-class. But that, that's what yeah. I took from that fight because Isaac Isaac doesn't really have many tells. He'll, he'll sit in the pocket and he's got a beautiful pull counter with his right hand. He banks on that and he knows he's going to catch you with it. And the most impressive thing about Isaac in his past few fights for me has been his patience. He's very patient. He knows that shot's there and he sets it up and he lands it. He's patient. He takes his time and he's maturing as a fighter. Now, what people one a knock that people have on Isaac is oh he's just a puncher and he he just lands that shot and it's done. You don't you don't just land that shot. You have to set it up. You don't just starch people like it's nothing. Like Isaac is getting better and better. His boxing IQ is getting better. The way he moves, the way he sets things up, his pull counter is amazing. His right uppercut is amazing. There, he's two big shots that I love of Isaac's. But he's he's progressing as a fighter, and people have to give him the respect that is due, because he's becoming the complete fighter now. Isaac, people can't. The whole thing of in the lead up saying that he's cherry picked opponents. Have a look at that man's. Have a look at his resume and the fights he's had. He's he's due the respect um, now, Isaac. I, I really believe he's becoming the the total package, and you set those shots up. And as for Eman, like I said, this can be the turning point because he he can be a special talent. You just got to address those address those mistakes and fight on his terms. Be be really, really, really. Everything's got to be on your terms. Be, I don't know what, what am I trying to say here. Greedy. Be, yeah. It's got yeah. to be on your terms. He's a um, he's a nice dude too, um, Emmanuel Carlos. I had not met him before, but uh, he was he was great to deal with through Fight Week. A really nice guy. I hope he does um, continue on. He can be in some great fights because he's fantastic to watch. Yeah. Um, Isaac Hardman, uh, as we know, a really a really good dude, and and he's getting better and better. And you're right, he's got a great resume now. Um, he's really polarizing. It's surprising, just even online and and within Australian boxing, he's he must be. Um, someone that if you don't know him personally you're you're drawn to not liking i, I don't know but people seem people to love him or they hate him to, yeah yes. is it, what do you think of him mickey i don't know i don't know if you've had much to do with him but just watching his presence at shows and online what do you think of him i've been watching him since his first fight and ever since he got that like 30 second knockout um at the pavilion he, look he's, he's just been exciting to watch and i think one of the reasons he's so polarizing is because of the way he's so confident in the things he says and he's so sure of himself and sometimes that rubs certain yeah. people the wrong way but i think that's that mentality that makes him so successful yeah. so yeah 100 right. it's that mentality that makes him so successful that's like look at another look at another fighter who people either love him or hate him majority love him but George Cambosis, he speaks that much about himself and is that cocksure and confident about himself and that's what makes him 
who he is. And Isaac doing that rubs people up the wrong way. But everything Isaac says, he believes and he's delivered on so far. So he's given himself no reason to not believe what he's saying. Like that's what makes him successful. That's what makes him him. And that's, I can understand that. I can understand that mindset. I can understand that makeup. It's yeah. not, not not how I roll, but it's 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 serving him well. Yeah, and I think he doesn't care what people think of him, which is which is good. Like he he has to be like uh, that. He can't be going through the comments and um, worrying too much. <laughs> he does a little bit. Yeah. He literally he literally wants to put hands on people at times. <laughs> okay, is it Isaac too? Like you'll get in the comments. It's not it's not an it's not an act with Isaac. Yeah. I, I know there's an I know there's a particular fighter that um that Oh no, I see him go back and forth with back, potential back. opponents. I see all that. Yeah. yeah. No, but, with, but like with in punters. public someone's spoken shit about him and he's like, Well, let's go right now. Like he wants to punch on with you there and then. If you're gonna talk yeah. shit, you back it up, let's go. Okay. Well he's never done that with me, so I quite like him. <laughs> no, nah, no. Nah. Maybe that's yeah. <laughs> he yeah. um that ring interview, yeah, was quite bizarre. I did enjoy it though. Yeah, it was, um, people remember shit like that, but when he took his pants off, I did not see that coming, and I was legitimately confused. Um, I was like, "Why did he spray just... water on you as well, Ben?" Well, he was opening. He, he's got a sponsor with what looked like a ready-made a vodka. Um, vodka brand, and he said to me, "Would you like a vodka?" And I legitimately did want a vodka at that point, but. Um, we had to do the main event and he um, opened it and it went everywhere. It was, yeah, yeah. It was a nice moment. But yeah, it was good. It, it went really well. I thought he, um, his was probably, um, yeah, it was it was one of the better ring interviews uh, on that show. He, he always does well in interviews though. Yeah, he, he did really well. He was interviewed by Megan Barnard um, in the ring after he beat Robert Berridge on that studio show that we did three weeks earlier. And he asked his trainer, Blair Studley, also a really good dude, um, to be his best man, um, and it went went nuts. Uh, it was really good, a great moment. And even then, <laughs> they put that up because it was such a nice moment and it was so lovely, and Megan handled it so well, and she always does. Um, but um, even there, I saw comments, people giving it to him about <laughs> taking up the time of, of doing that and stuff like that. Let's settle down. Oh. That, was, that was a lovely moment. Yeah. yeah so you can't please everyone. No. Nah. Yeah, you will never, you will never ever please every everyone. And anyone that that does upset, you're a miserable, <laughs> you're a miserable person, and that's on you. That's, yeah. that's nothing to do with Isaac. Good on you, buddy. That's yeah. all great. If that upsets you, that's on you. You're obviously yeah, hundred percent. Uh, good on him. That was great. I really liked that. Um, what did you guys make of Andre Mikhailovich calling him out? Well, I'd love to see the fight. Mm, the talk in the lead up. Oh great. my god. They're both with um, Dean L, uh, so they got the same promoter. So it won't be happening anytime soon. But jeez, oh, you could you could build it up um, yeah. if you can get Mikhailovich a really strong following in New Zealand, and I think he can because he's got such a fantastic story and he's a, a good character as well. He probably didn't nail his interview. I don't know if he did or not. It was it was a, a strange one. I, I quite enjoyed it, but I, I don't know if um, he was fully himself because he's got so much personality. And when you're just chatting with him, he's a fascinating guy. But, um, yeah, he's sort of – he brings that other persona into the ring. So he's probably got a little bit to work on with that. But um, mm. he and Isaac would have a fantastic build-up and it would be a really good fight. But I don't think we'll see it anytime soon. That's a shame. But then – And Hardman's world-ranked with two of the governing bodies now at middleweight as well. Absolutely awesome. I wonder what's I wonder what's next for Hardman. Like who who does he fight next? Um, well, they're talking about a lot of international 
um, type opponents and, and stuff like I wonder, that. And I wonder when this is going to happen, but I wonder when we're going to get when things are going to open up. Well, um, I don't know when. I just, talked, I just talked all this shit about wanting to fight Sakio and I'm ready and <laughs> let's go. But, and now you're, you're Googling yeah, Budapest when, when gyms. Open up so I can get another Hungarian yeah. or yeah, 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 over yeah. here and get on my career. Well, it's interesting you ask um, uh, when it's going to open up and we'll be able to bring international opponents in. And we have obviously seen some Kiwis, but um, there is that trans-Tasman bubble. But there is currently a world-ranked fighter in hotel quarantine um, in Sydney ahead of a fight uh, in Newcastle on the Tim Zoo against Michael Zarafa undercard. Hmm. Um, Joey Noine is world-ranked at super featherweight and he will be fighting against Liam Wilson as the co-main event in Newcastle. So No Limit have uh, done really, really well to get the visa sorted, um, to get him across, and he's a really strong opponent. If you look up some of his um, highlights, it's a it's a really tough fight against a world-ranked opponent for Liam Wilson, who's so early in his uh, professional boxing career, obviously. Um, Liam, though, is very confident, more uh, excited, I think, about this opponent than he has been about uh, most of the the recent ones because he thinks that it's um, a perfect style fit for him. So, um, yeah. yeah, the internationals are are here. Awesome. So, I suppose just it's just more money in the, in the logistics yeah. of getting them here. So it is, it is, yeah. And um, when there's a a world ranking and, and a and a fighter of this uh, opponent, um, then that financial. Uh, uh, input does make sense, and that's what No Limit have done, which is great. Yeah, yeah, awesome, absolutely awesome. Um, yeah, yeah right. I guess Mickey just uh, closing out on uh, the other night. Uh, really good win um, for Goodman. Sam for Goodman. Sam Goodman. Yeah. yeah, he looked yeah. he looked really really good. Uh, brilliant boxing performance. Um, Nor Bochamp, but just never seems to go down, um, yeah. regardless. <laughs> so um, he yeah, did baby. well to pick him apart. Yeah, really good movement from from Goodman. The way he just moves around the ring, boxes, boxing differently than um than Brock Jarvis did. You know, Brock Jarvis yeah. in his face. So for sure, yeah. yeah, Jarvis wanted to fight at close quarters, and that's a fight that's been talked about plenty. I know um there's there's other plans in place for for Brock uh, via Jeff Fennick, um, but it would be a cool fight. I think you know Brock would want to fight it at close quarters, and I think he would do really well in in that fight if he could do. If he could do that with um, Goodman, but gee, Goodman impressed the other night. That's the best he's looked by a long way. Oh, absolutely, it was the best he's looked. But styles make fights. You see, Brock Jarvis is more of a brutal. He's so long and he's so big for the weight. Yep. But he's just he's just on you. His body attacks insane. It just see he's a longer fighter, whereas Goodman would want to be trying to fight it at distance. I how do you get away from a guy like Brock? He's yeah. just he's just relentless. Um, styles make fights, and that I think it almost looks as if Goodman Goodman's performance against um, against the New Zealander Bo, Bo Champ, he he seemed he seemed to almost do it cleaner than Brock did, and and not not be in the trenches because that's the way that Brock fights. But like I said, styles make fights, and even yeah, Goodman for sure, Goodman, I agree. Goodman, he did Goodman was impressive. 
he did it a lot more cleanly, but then um, Botamp had come through the loss to Brock Jarvis as well only recently. and Had a few dints in him still. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I, I think. Yeah, stylistically, I think you put Goodman and Jarvis together and I don't think it really, it doesn't really, even though Goodman looked amazing against Bochamp, I think it would be a different story if they actually met at this stage. But that's definitely... Hopefully that's definitely one we see down down the track. But mm. Brock Brock's on the verge of big things, and that kid impressed me. Sam Goodman impressed the hell out of me because of yeah. his lack of experience as as opposed to to Jarvis. But it just I don't know. It just I'm just so excited about how how much good talent is on the rise too. And in the other fight, Jason Waitley won um, his fight, obviously, and hopefully. Um, wins his way through to a fight with Jaya Pattaya at some point, um, a fight that's been talked about a lot and um, mm-hmm. which we'd really like to see. Direct, do you, what's the likelihood of that actually happening? Is that is that well? Uh, yeah, I think it's a really good chance because um, you know Jai is all recovered now after a few injuries. Um, I saw him the other night. He's um, he's looking in good nick as well. So they'll be wanting to get him back um, yeah. shortly. And yeah, we mentioned the international situation, which is, yeah. is reasonably difficult. So, um, you know, cruiserweight, there's there's not that many that he hasn't fought already. No. Uh, there's some really good fighters. Why Floyd Mason? Yeah, Floyd oh. Mason. Um, David Light, the New Zealander. Yeah, David Light. Um, there's another uh, fella in Queensland who's undefeated who looks really good. Um, whose name I just can't remember at the moment, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, there's – and um, Ben Silla as well, uh, those sorts of guys. So, yeah, yeah I, I, there are there are those sorts of fights. But I reckon, yeah, it, it wouldn't be uh, beyond the realms of possibility that it's um, it's Waitley and Opatai next. Yeah. Awesome. Just closing out the that show, Ben, have you spoken to Gallen? Is he Has he said anything about having a rematch or – I texted with him yesterday, but I didn't speak with him and didn't ask about that. But in the ring straight after the fight, he said, I'm not against the idea. And yeah. um, and I think that would still be the case. Um, so I just, the, the name I was trying to think of is that Luke Modini um, is the other cruiserweight that I, whose name I couldn't remember just a minute ago. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, well, the ball's in his court. So the way that the contract works is he yeah. can choose if he wants that fight, then he um, just says, yep, I want to do that fight. And either they have to pay him out or they do it. So it's up to him. Um, you, realistically, I, I don't see it going any differently for him, um, the fight itself, unless he can tag him early, um, given Jai will have developed uh, even further at that point. Um, but he loves an urn and it'll be a big one. So if he can't get, say... Um, a Barry Hall rematch. I don't know if that's of interest to him because it was it was a pretty ugly fight. Um, uh, Sonny Bill's the one he's always wanted, but I, I don't know if he holds out much hope of that uh, anymore. Or, or otherwise, they look at international opponents. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I think there's still a good chance that he will say, yeah, let's do this rematch. Cool. So Gal's definitely going to fight on. Oh, I would, I would think so, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, why not? I, yeah, he's so good for the sport. I absolutely love Gal and um, really appreciate what he brings. It's it's awesome. So yeah. it's weird how much he hates you. Uh, I just I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> uh, just yeah. Uh, oh. 
Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Except for uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> maybe, maybe me and Gal could fight. You'd have to cut a bit of weight, I think, to get down. Now, now, no, no, no sorry. What are we? Uh, what are the scales telling us? I'm a cruiserweight now, so okay. I've lost 25 kilos. Is that uh, true? That's 100 percent true. <laughs> you saw that photo that one of my friends. That's a full five-year-old. You saw. You saw. Yep. Five. <laughs> Five year old. Five year old. Um, that's a weird analogy, Mickey. But um, yeah. Um, now you saw that photo that one of my friends sent to me of me right next to Kim Jong Un. And I haven't it, seen uh, it, but I would love to see it. Please. You haven't? I, I best post it then. Yeah, please. Um, please. now that now that I've got some weight off, that's yeah. People say that's what rock bottom looks like. I say that's what a good time looks like. What? Um, I know what you were doing to get the weight on, but what have you done to get it off? Um, just just living the life of a fighter again. Right. I'm, so you absolutely just, every calorie's been counted, gotcha. calories in, yeah. calories out. And training like crazy, or just no, training like crazy again now. Like I'm full, full I'm full time again. So that's that's all I do. I just. Train and recover. Recovery, recovery is a huge one now. Like, um, yeah, I really yeah. am doing the best I can to look after my body with how hard I'm pushing myself again. But I'm already. We don't have a fight penciled in yet, but I'm already sparring. I'm sparring ten rounds, and I'm getting my the times on my runs and that are getting down to like my ten k now is only a few minutes slower than my my really good times when I am fight fit. So I, I'm I am fit. I've just got to keep the weight coming off and, um, yeah, hopefully hopefully September. September would just be perfect for me. Mm-hmm. I'll be ready to take on whoever. Ben, on the telecast for Galen Hooney, yeah. uh, the Zuzarafa promo premiered, which was yes. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like the um, promo. It's, um, I reckon, maybe the best that we've put out. Um, yeah, so it's um, it's such a great uh, fight, and so it is easy to promote it, um, and so yeah. exciting given that they do hate each other, and that it is the biggest grudge match in Australian boxing. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was really good to have that um, be able to premiere during that broadcast and start looking three weeks ahead because it's only it's Shit. only around the corner. Um, oh, Tim Zoo against Michael Zarafra. I'm doing a um, a shoot with the pair of them on Monday. Um, so Mick's coming to Sydney, and we're going to do uh, like a face-off style thing, um, which should be great, given how good that um, press conference was that we did to announce the fight when uh, Mick turned up and said, I'm not talking like that today, and then <laughs> inevitably he just went nuts. And it was so good. He's so good at it. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I think it's fantastic when he leans into playing that role because yeah. um, it gives so much to the promotion and it uh, really builds up the fight and, and it gives him a, a really good edge too. You see that side of him and, um, he, yeah, I really like it. Yeah, Mick Mick is like I'm – personally, I'm friends with Mick. I've done so much work with Mick over the years. I don't know what Mick, he says. But, uh, Mick, yeah. <laughs> he also hates me. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, but look, he, he has lent into that. He's like, I got, I get no attention at all. Just being, trying to be Mr. Nice Guy and everything I say, people turn around. So he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to, this is, this is, this is what you're going to get. This is what it is. I just, he's really, really lent into being that, 
being the the heel, if you will. Yeah. Well, it it works. And if people don't want to, like, you know, talk up fights, then they just have to look at what Paul Gallen has done and how how many pay-per-views he sold by saying the things that he said and what Anthony Mundine did. Like, it just works. Or our, or our, 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 our crowd favourite, Alex Hannon. Look at that. It's what you're going to do. Just yeah. keep, keep your opponent as a touch and gloves that he threatened to shoot him. Yeah, they'll all get on board. All, all the good stuff. That's how you go viral. Just don't get chinned after you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, if if he had won the fight, then uh, maybe it would have looked a bit better. But uh, obviously, yeah. yeah, you don't want to – look, first and foremost in boxing, you want to be good at boxing. That's yeah. uh, that's very important. But second to that, you want to be able to sell yourself. Yeah, you're, like you're also a businessman at the end of the day because being a boxer is like running a business. Yeah. You know? And you've got, you got to market yourself. That's right. And when – uh, fighters sign on to um, essentially as an opponent in a pay-per-view event, if they then go, look, I'm not going to talk the talk, then that's not very wise because they've got all this exposure to yeah. make a personality of themselves and to invest people in what they're doing one way or another. So you should use that opportunity, even if you're not on a percentage of the pay-per-views. Like It makes sense for you to take every opportunity to develop who you are in the public sphere. Also, yeah. too, just, just make the most of it. You're doing something... You're just doing something that is different. Not many people get to do that. Just enjoy it, be confident, and just, I don't know, get up there, talk your shit, but have fun. Be in the moment, have fun. Um, yeah, it just, a lot of people just freeze in the spotlight. But, um, yeah, which which is sort of what, I reckon, which is sort of what happened with Alex. He froze a bit. Alex got under, Alex, um, Andre got under, I was going to call him Alexi, which is cute according to Andre. Andre got under his skin and Alex just fired up and the nasty side come out. And um, yeah, that's, that's all, that's all, all part and parcel of, of, of fighting, but you can't, can't let that happen. Can't let your emotions get the better of you, but just, I don't know, just be yourself, have fun, enjoy it, jump in, like embrace the spotlight. I, I look forward, I look forward to building up these next big, the next big fights that I'm potentially in with no limit. Um, I can't wait to be on that panel. I, I'll tell you who's great and who I enjoy, who just talks so much shit but is good fun, is Jack Brubaker. He does really well on yep. panels yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, he's great. Yeah, he's fantastic. <laughs> he's, he's a fucking idiot. It's, it's awesome. I love <laughs> he's, he's such a cool dude. Yeah, yeah he's, he's fantastic. And um, we've got a fight with him not too far away as well. Um uh, which hasn't been announced as yet, but he's in another really cool fight um, on a Fox Sports show, uh, which is to be announced shortly. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to working with Jack again because he's always so entertaining. And he's another one that's polarising. I, I think most people most people like him, don't they, or to, to a lot oh, of people? Mate, I think it goes it goes both ways. Yeah. But I, yeah, I know Jack on a personal level. I really like Jack and love the way he handles himself. I think he's funny as. But then I suppose everyone hates me. So yeah, well that's yeah, even Jack Brubaker. Even Jack. Yeah, Jack, especially Jack Brubaker. Stand me. Yeah. Oh, he won't be in the same guy. room. He won't be in the same state. As, uh, yeah. um, but will you two chaps be in this state and be coming to Newcastle in a few weeks to have a look at this fight? Yeah, I'm all booked. So COVID permitting, I'll be there. Nice. Don't have anything booked just yet. I'll yep. leave it to the last minute, and um, at this stage, I'll say, "Yeah, I'll be there." 
Okay, nice. Yeah, it should be um, a, a really good show. Uh, last time in Newcastle when Tim Zoo fought Dennis Hogan, um, oh, maybe the best atmosphere of any domestic fight um, that I've been to. I th- uh, it, yeah, it, it'd be right up there anyway. Like um, obviously, stadium fights like um, yeah. like like Horn and Pacquiao and stuff are, are different. Yeah. But in terms of a <laughs> of a closed arena, I, I can't remember it buzzing quite like it did. The walkout from Tim Zhu was one of the more memorable moments um, ever <laughs> that I can remember in boxing in Australia. Um, and I know that there is something big planned for this walkout as well for Tim Zhu, and that's what they're going to do every time, um, put some extra budget into making that um, a really huge moment. And I think it adds so much to the show. I will ride a live bull to the ring being the matador, no limit, if you want to throw some budget my way. Yep. We'll see if we can't go viral. Well, there's not much budget in that. It's only, what, what you, what's what's a hire of a bull for an hour and a half? I don't know. Just go. Five minutes, one hour and a half. <laughs> well, yeah, but you've got to get him there. Yeah. And I also yeah. want a mariachi band. To yes. Yeah, mariachi band. I think that's a good idea, yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. But no, it just little things like that. That they they just they spend the extra. There's no short sightedness at all by no limit. There's shows from the very first fight to the main event, the the lead up, the production, just everything. It's just yeah, they're just putting the best shows on in Australia, and it's 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 just it's really grown the popularity of the sport. Like me being a fat, me being a, an obese concreter again for the last year. Um, people talking about fights on job sites, like people just random people that I, I don't I don't know, but they'll know that I'm I'm a boxer and the fights will be on and they'll be speaking about the fighters who are on the card. Um, even Paul Fleming's walkout was amazing. Like yep. just the little details that No Limit are doing, mate. It's just it's awesome. People are absolutely loving it. Just your casual boxing fans are starting to know who the fighters are now. Well, you'll get to see another Paul Fleming walkout uh, in a few weeks because he's fighting Miles Zalewski in a really good fight that on that great. undercard. Um, also on that undercard, uh, Wade Ryan and Troy O'Mealy. The first fight that they had was in Cessnock and a really, really good fight that I've um, I've only seen via a one-camera shoot that was there, but it was a cracking fight. So their rematch will be on this um, undercard as well. We already mentioned Liam Wilson and his world-ranked opponent, Joey Noyne. Um, Sam RC returns after a long break against Cesar Amonsot, so that could be a really good fight. See, um, he's he's one who has been really sporadic with his professional boxing career, but has got about as much talent as anyone in this country. So, how old? Do you know how old Sam is now? Oh, I I don't know how old he is, but I know that the last time that he fought was 2015. Jesus! <laughs> so it's been. Uh, it's been a bit of time. Absolutely. Yeah. My God. No, but yeah. so such an exciting fighter. Hopefully he picks up where he left off from and hopefully we can see him active again. That'd be good. And the last fight was actually, if I if I remember correctly, against um Arnel Tinampe, who's that uh, Filipino dude who came over and gave so many people uh, really tough fights, a fantastic opponent that used to be brought in a lot. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, look forward to seeing R C back. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. What, what do you think of the main event, um, Mickey? What do you what do you reckon? Um, what do you reckon happens between Tim Zoo and Michael Zarafa? You know, I actually think this might go the distance. Zarafa's a different sort of 
opponent that Zoo's faced, and I think he's tricky with his counter-punching. So I think um, it could be a chess match for part of it. And then I think the second half will be a lot of a lot of action. So I don't know. I think it goes to the points in, in a close fight that could lean either, either way. Nice. Oh, Jade? Jade? Mate, you don't I have to give a, a tip if you don't want to. I'm not going to. Okay. It's a hard one to pick, but yeah. how do you see the fight unfolding, though? Like, Yeah, what do you think stylistically happens in the fight? I think stylistically this is the hardest fight Tim's been in. Um, so Rafa, his countering is he's like lightning. Uh, he's super quick. He's going to have a real chip on his shoulder. With this whole fight, the whole – you're going to get the best version of Zarafa. Um, and Zarafa too – I don't know if people forget or people don't realize how tough Zarafa is. So he's going to take he's going to take a fair lot of beating to get out of there. I see it going the distance. Um, I'm I'm fifty fifty. Look, Tim, if you're there, Tim, and I know when better, when you were there for for Jeff Horn against Michael Zarafa, you were screaming for Zarafa. If you were when you're if you're there. Who are you hoping wins between Tim Zhu and your man who may or may not like you? Even though Zarafa absolutely hates my guts, can't stand me. Yeah. So um, does Tim. Tim. Tim does as well, of course. Oh, of course. He's um, the worst of the lot. Yeah. 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 It's a real, real problem. But um, yeah, of course I go for Zarafa. Me and Zarafa have been mates for a lot of years. Lots and like my entire pro career, I've pretty well been. Me and Mick have been sort of main sparring partners. Um, yeah. Although recently we haven't. Not since he, I haven't worked with him since he went back to um, San Bruno. So, or maybe once or twice in the, before the Zilly fight. But um, yeah, look, of course I'll, I'll go for I'll go on for Mick because emotionally I'm invested there. But um, Tim Zoo man is a real deal, and whoever wins this fight is is going on to bigger and better things of course that's obvious but it's 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 a hard one i'm kind of on the fence if i I, I, my heart says my heart says rafa um and my head like tim just keeps getting better and better and better um yeah all right well we look forward to that it's july the 7th on main event um (laughs) prelims from 6 p.m uh 7 p.m pay-per-view and a really, really strong card again in Newcastle. Um, we're meant to have a big fight on this Sunday, but unfortunately, it's been um, postponed with for the second time. For the second time, yeah. Um, so TFMO Lopez defending all his lightweight belts against Australian George Cambosis, um, and unfortunately, yeah, it's been postponed again um, with Lopez testing positive to COVID. So hugely disappointing oh. given. Uh, Cambosis has been over there for so long. Uh, he was in fight week, ready to have this fight, um, this massive, massive fight in Australian and global boxing for all of the belts, just a massive opportunity and and a huge occasion. But unfortunately, he finds out just a few days out that it's been bumped back and it goes all the way back to um, August the 15th Australian time. So it's just, um, it doesn't It doesn't get any bigger. Um, for an Australian fighter, um, what Cambos has got coming up, and he's already been away from his family for 13 weeks, and like having a young family would absolutely kill you. I know when Jason and Andrew had been away in their top rank bubble, um, 
yeah, it was just it was the worst not being able to see their families at all. So I really feel for George. Um, and yeah, it absolutely sucks when it's been pushed back. But hopefully, hopefully everything works out, and hopefully they. We've got a date at least. So at least you got a date. I just yeah, it just it's it's just been such a fuck around for George. I just yeah, I can't help but feel for him. Hopefully, hopefully everything comes through now without a hitch, and um, he's getting an amazing payday with Triller. Hopefully, all, it all comes off and it's all worth it in the end. And we've got a new undisputed world champion from Australia. You mentioned the Maloney twins. Have you spoken with them about what's going on? Uh, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Um, they talking to you? Yeah, they're talking to me. They hate absolutely can't stand me. Um, hate my guts. I've always said that. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. I, don't know where it comes I can from. hear them speaking through gritted teeth as they they talk. They're just disgusted with me. Yeah. But yeah. They are angry little people, though, aren't they? They're, they are. They are. They're they are unpleasant little men. They're unapproachable. Yeah, they are. They're, yeah. They're, unapproachable. Yeah, they're very unapproachable. Two of the, two of the worst characters in Australia. Oh, the, God, they, the most hated in all of boxing. Yeah. They, they could not be described as polarizing. Yeah. <laughs> No. There is but one polar with those. Yeah. <laughs> just, just awful people and good on it. Um, <laughs> I know that the yeah, it, yeah it's, so they, it they look to be they look to be headed overseas. Um, yeah. The Franco fight's going to happen. Um, I won't give away. I can't give away too much because it'll all be announced. But I will say that speaking about family again, Andrew actually gets to spend his Lee's second birthday with him before before he's off again. So it's, it's all going to happen. And um, I do know that Jason, Jason's potentially got a big fight on this card or they wanted to maybe push the bigger fight for Jason back to its own card. But Jace, if, if that's the case, he might, because Georgia, Jason's partner, is pregnant with their second child, he would miss the birth of the child if the big fight's pushed back. So Jason's pushing to have a big fight on the same card as his brother Andrew. So, yeah. Both awful people, but hopefully they both get enormous fights. Uh, yeah, and terrible, terrible people. Champion, yeah. champion of the world again. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Good. Well, that's good. All, um, all soon, I should imagine. Yeah. Yep. Sweet. A um, few fights coming up that people may not have heard of on um, Fox Sports. Uh, June 27, Juanta Davis and Mario Barrios is now on Fox. So that's good. And. Obviously, Zoo and Zarafron uh, main event on July 7. And then July 18, um, a really important fight uh, for Zoo and Zarafa and all the other um, super welterweights, Jamel Charlo and Brian Castano and the unification bout. That's July 18, and it will be on Fox Sports yeah, that's as fine. well. Yeah, massive fight. So, well, Tim Tim will be mandatory for, for the winner of that, won't he? Um, he's not mandatory... At the moment, but um, yeah, at some point that's some the point plan. It's going to be done because you see, um, I saw well, Charlo the other day uh, on that video. The ten million sounds good, blah blah. But I'm sorry, Tim, in my time, you're not going to get to fight me. I've got bigger fish. It's like who's who's bigger than your mandatory? You've got to yeah. you got to fulfill yeah, your right. mandatory. It's like where's is he going to go up to middleweight? Is he like yeah? Who knows? But well, his brothers there, so I doubt that would happen. They wouldn't be in the same division again, would they? Yeah, I just find that so. Even though he's the king of the world and he's the man and he's a superstar, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I just found that super disrespectful because Tim has beaten some 
awesome opposition. And if you get if he gets past the Rafa, it's the Rafa beats Tim. Tim made a lot of work of Dennis Hogan, who's legit, than his brother did at middleweight. So yeah. I don't know. I just find it. I just find yeah. it, just brush them off. So yeah, that's that's the plan to get him in a position to to fight um, the winner of that fight um, at some point, and they were a long way down the road. I don't know if you saw. I wrote this last week in that column that I've been writing um, that no limit were a long way down the road to getting Jarrett Hurd to yeah. Australia to fight against Tim Zhu, um, and then he got upset uh, dramatically on the um, the Mayweather exhibition undercard. That sucks. Yeah, that, that would have been a good scalp to have on. on... I know, and um, obviously he wasn't himself, and he had a lot of personal issues um, in the lead up to that fight. But gee, it would have been—you'd um, have to think it would have been a, a fight that Tim would have looked very, very good in, and um, and would have won. Yeah, based for sure. on that performance. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely, that is a blow. Based um, on that performance, yeah, the yeah. the winner of Zoo Zoo and Zarafa would beat. Jared Hurd, he looked like garbage the other day. Yeah. Mm. yeah, he did. He certainly did. What else have you got, Mickey? There's um, there's no other fights confirmed uh, to tell you about broadcast-wise, but you'd have to expect we'll end up showing uh, Fury and Wilder 3 and um, Pacquiao and Spence, uh, but they're still being worked out. And there's the um, uh, the Matchroom uh, fight camp shows as well, which are really strong. Really strong main events, really good cards as well, and um, good to see Ebony Bridges um, yeah. getting another fight after her uh, warrior warrioress like performance um, in that outstanding fight that she had against Shannon Courtney uh, in the UK a little while ago. She's been gallivanting around the world um, since then, and um, well, I now well, looked really quickly. Yeah, yeah, really. How bad it was. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, so she's, uh, now, uh, deep in talks with Matchroom and is on this Matchroom show and hopefully we'll be on plenty more. Oh, get out of it. Sorry, I've just been attacked by my dog. <laughs> okay. Well, that happens. Um, yeah. even the dog doesn't like Jade. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough too. Even my dog hates my guts. <laughs> but, uh, what else you got, Mickey? Uh, I think that's it. I do want to take this moment to remind people that we are powered by Everlast Australia and you get mm. free standard shipping on all orders over $100 at everlastboxing.com.au. Brilliant. I'll tell you this right now. The best heavy bag that I've ever hit in my life is my new Everlast heavy bag. Mate, their gear is awesome. They've decked, decked the uh, home gym out here and I could not be happier with all my Everlast gear. So... Anyone looking for a heavy bag, I'm telling you, the best heavy bag you'll ever hit. You hitting that heavy bag would be reverberating all around Victoria, wouldn't it? Absolutely. You get out there and give it Actually some. Actually, cause an earthquake in China. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. you're such a wanker, Ben. <laughs> I really hate you sometimes. Okay. I hope to see you soon. It's been way too long. It has been. I'll bounce one of those bone crunching. <laughs> Hopefully Newcastle. Hopefully Newcastle. Yeah, I hope you can get there because, as I said, it's ridiculous the um the atmosphere in that venue. So yeah, it, well, it's going to be a cracker. I haven't organised a ticket or anything just yet because I I didn't know what the hell I know I know it's all right. So I should expect a message the day before. Yeah, 
Yeah, on beauty. one of the media parts. No worries. A show that's they sold are, out within are. 24 hours. Yeah, I'll just Isn't that it. insane, the, the support that he's getting in Zoo Castle? Yeah. That's awesome. I, I really hope I do get up there. I hadn't organised anything because us lepers down here in Victoria, I didn't know whether we'd be allowed out of our state or not. Um, it's been a really shit time down here once again. But anyway. Well, if, if any of the Rose boys are listening and they've got to this point of the show, then can you sort out Jade with the pass or two, please? Because I don't want to have to try and do that on the day off. be very nice of you, fellas. <laughs> Thanks, but, fellas. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we're done then, are we, lads? Yeah, we've probably overlooked uh, a million other things um, and there's so much good stuff happening right through Australian boxing at the moment and um, so many fighters in great positions. But, uh, yeah, we've dribbled on for probably enough and we'll, we'll do it again soon. No worries, sure. Lovely chatting again, boys. All right. See you, fellas. Good on you.